Designed to accelerate executives' learning and career growth at four different stages, the comprehensive leadership programs at Harvard Business School Executive Education deliver knowledge, skills, and perspective that transform your ability to lead. Prepare now to face tomorrow's challenges with confidence. Immerse yourself in a powerful, proven learning experience with full-time HBS faculty and talented peers from around the world. To learn more, visit hbs.me leadership. That's hbs.me leadership. Get great deals and special offers on the things you buy most when you shop at Albertsons with the Just For You app. Stop in and pick up delicious whole beef brisket, limit two, or St. Louis pork ribs, just $1.99 a pound. Get Driscoll strawberries, one pound packages, two for $4. And Post Honeycomb or Cocoa Pebble cereal, 99 cents when you buy four, limit four. Plus, find up to $300 in weekly savings on Just For You at Albertsons.com. Albertsons, it's just better. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to our Thursday night We Are Survivors call. We want to um, wander this outfit uh, today, so we want to send you know, our prayers out for her that she has a speedy recovery. And we'll miss her not being um, being on here live with us tonight. But we do have two special guests, so I am going to be very brief so that we we have time to allow them, you know, both to speak. Um, our mission, our mission is uh, for real survivors is to provide a stable environment for abused and battered men, women, and children, and providing temporary shelter, counseling, and to provide employment training. We want to help men and women transition from abusive situations to being self-sufficient in society. Our vision, our vision is to empower men and women so that we so that they can survive and thrive in society on their own and to uplift them and provide them with a new life and new uh, perspectives. Uh, in enhancing and elevating um, their lives. Um, again, I'm Stephanie Stephanie Kennedy Alford um, with We Are Survivors, and um, we're going to do the show a little bit different because we actually have two guests on tonight. Again, Wanda is out sick, wishing her a speedy recovery, um, but we're going to go ahead and um, turn the show over t- to our first guest. Our first guest that we have tonight is Charles Johnson, a.k.a. The Homeless Poet. He is out of Wilmington, Delaware. He is overcoming several types of abuse. And he's also an author of many books, which he will be sharing as he tells his story. Charles, go ahead. You now have the mic. Welcome. Hello? Okay. Charles, go ahead. Yeah. You hear? Mm-hmm. Hello? We can hear you. Oh, okay. We can hear you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my name is Charles Johnson, a.k.a. Uh, the homeless poet. I'm 56 years old, and I was born in Wilmington, Delaware. I just recently moved to the Dallas area 14 months ago. And when Stephanie was talking to me and asked me to be on the show, 
and I know about her show, which was a very good show, I was more than happy to be on here. Um, in regards to abuse, I went through a lot of emotional abuse uh, coming up. Um, I went through abandonment issues. Um, for example, the first um, 30 days that I was born, I was nowhere near my mother, my oldest uh, brother and my oldest sister. They were moved down to Maryland. And then my youngest sister was moved down to Maryland, so I was left in Wilmington, Delaware, all by myself. Now, I never really thought about too much that being emotional issues until about two or three years ago when I started looking back and seeing that abandonment affected me more than I thought because uh, growing up, I didn't have that bond brothers and sisters. Uh, I didn't have that strong bond with mother. And when it affected me in many ways, uh, drugs, alcohol, just the way I was acting. So the last couple of years of learning about that, I've been focusing on dealing with those issues because what they also did was emotionally abuse me to the point that there was a lot of times that I did not know how to really give love to somebody or even sometimes not even take love. So it was a learning process. It was a strong learning process. But, you know, my life went through a lot of different changes emotionally. And I'm just really coming to terms with my emotional, my emotional baggage. And, you know, it's, it's a little hard to talk about, you know, but I'm glad to talk about it, especially from because if there's any men on the they need to know that it's not wrong to share those feelings. Because that's how recovery comes about. And that's how it comes about with me. And um, one of the things we go to emotional people, I definitely feel with which I'm just really, the last couple of months, starting to overcome is loneliness. Um, like I said, being neglected as a child emotionally, I look for that emotional support. You know, a lot of times I can't find that emotion that I go into depression. And my depression can last anywhere from one or two days to over a month. And I'm just really thank God with that, but um, it's hard, it's hard, you know, each day is a learning experience, each day more and more, I try to find a more about myself, and try to deal with those issues, but I think that through abandonment, issues that I have affected on an emotional level, but I never realized that it was an emotional abuse level, so it's still a learning process for me. Right. So, my poetry, write a lot, is definitely well known. <clears throat> I write a lot of my feelings and my thoughts in poetry, on poetry, and 
to relieve it helps me to look at what I'm going through <clears throat> and I find that it's easier for me to express myself more than sitting down with somebody trying to express it until it flows out of me on paper. Um, you know, it's just so much to find out that it's not the first that didn't realize that I could ask people with people. Um, again, personally, um, even in relationships, whether relationships that I experience and without a doubt in the details of things I've been brought to the brink of uh, suicide because I was so emotionally hurt. Like I said, emotionally abused. One of the reasons I came to Dallas is because of an incident that happened to me in 2015 and I just got time to take the hurt, I can't take the abuse. I need to run over and I need to get away from where I was at. And that's why I came to them. And I've been able to, in the past year, to really work on myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and deal with those issues that have been, a lot of the issues have been on for years. Again, I didn't know it, but I don't have to speak with you. Um, the last time, people start with Charles, Charles you're getting kind of low. You, you, you're getting kind of low. Kind of speak up because your voice is getting kind of low. Go ahead, Ramona. You said that you had a lot of abandonment issues and it's hard for you to talk. So is it still hard for you to talk about it? Have you not healed completely from it? Um, I have healed mostly from it. Um, I do talk about it. I have written about it. Um. One of my last books called Are You Okay? I actually tell a little bit of story about myself in the book. It's the only book that I ever did that in. Um, it's definitely been a healing process. Um, I feel a lot better. Um, I'm not as haunted. Um, because I found out really that I was dealing with a family issues when I lived in Delaware with my parents. And um, when I found that out, you know, I made me sort of working. It's extremely hard. It's, it's extremely hard to deal with what I would call deep, buried hurts. And these were hurts I didn't even realize. But now I do deal with it, and I deal with it a lot better than I had before. So since you had abandonment issues, do you have trust issues also? Trust? Believe it or not, I really never had trust issues. Um, Always been a trusted person. I think I get that from my mother. Um, I'm always willing to give a person a chance. Been hurt, you know, in the past and everything, but still willing to give a chance. But I'm more protective of myself um, than I was before. Um, do I have trust issues as far as relationship wise? Yes mm-hmm. and no. Yes and no, because as you know, when you get in a relationship, you're putting yourself out there. Open the door. So unless Definitely. I mm-hmm. unless I really feel comfortable, I won't put myself out there like that because I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a great example. Um, and Stephanie knows about this. And I thought everything was going good, and she sent me a text on her birthday saying, "I don't think I'm going to be in a relationship." And that you got so real low. Can you re- can you repeat that with the text said? Yeah. Can you hear me now? You, 
Yeah, yeah, yep. that's better. Okay. The text says, I don't think you want to be in a long relationship, but this is a perfect objective. And I said, you know, it hurts me tremendously. Number one, the text to me at one thirty in the morning. Two, why didn't you tell me or talk to me about it? And that was the major reason I decided to reach out to the entire and that's why I came here, but nobody really knew. Me. So I could start over, I could concentrate on myself and, uh, you know, start rebuilding that trust. And to be honest, when I first got here, my trust level with people was extremely low. God really had to work. So now, what was the name of the last book that you wrote? It's called Are You Okay? And the story behind that is kind of get felt that in the relationship that I was in. Um, that fell apart. Going in and out. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going. Yeah, you're going real low. Huh? Low? I'm talking too. Can you hear me now? Hello? Yeah, um, some, somewhat. Yeah. Let me make sure this is up. Okay. What did happen? How did that book came about? I went for a bad depression for like three weeks. I didn't even take a shower or you're, yep. Can you hear me? You're kind of low, Charles. When you say, can you? Sandra was loud, but hear you. Hear me. Was can, you hear, can, you, can you hear me? That's better. Okay. Let me try something. Can you hear me now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. What had happened was I went through a very bad depression for about three weeks. I didn't shower, I didn't shave. Um, I really let myself go. And I had a meeting with the uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services back in Delaware. And when I went there, I wasn't shaved. I had a beard. My hair looked terrible. She said, what's wrong? And... We went into the meeting, and then after that meeting, she sat down with me for an hour. Now, this is a person that ran a, a, a I think about $250 million administration that took time to listen to me. And she asked me, had I wrote a book lately? I said, no. And after meeting with her, I decided, I'm going to write a book called Are You Okay? And the reason I titled it that, because a lot of people ask you, are you okay, and don't really mean it. And it's, it's more like sarcasm. Because when you start to tell them what's going on, they'll walk away or say you got something to So as I wrote the book about how to talk to people with depression, I came up with a program called I'm Work for an Hour to Teach People How to Listen to People Going Through Depression and How Just to Be There for them and Take the Words to Say and Not to Say. So that's how the book came about. So you were depressed about three weeks, you say, and you wouldn't shower or anything? Yes, that is correct. So how did you overcome the depression? By sitting down and talking with the uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services. She gave me that one hour time that I couldn't find nobody to sit down and talk to them. And I needed somebody to talk to. And that's what broke the depression. She listened to me. She didn't give me no advice, no opinion, but she listened, and that's what broke. Now let me ask you this. 
when you said that you didn't shower, you you know, and all of that, um, because, you know, you go through, like, different levels of depression, and, you know, and I know me, and when I've gone through depression, I, I hadn't gotten to it to where I didn't do that. Um, you know, I've had things where I didn't, I didn't feel like doing things, but I pushed my way and made myself do certain things. So I'm sure you've been at that level where you didn't feel like it, but you pushed your way and done it. And then so what what can you share kind of what, what the difference is in, okay, being at that level of, okay, I don't feel like getting up, you know, I don't feel like talking to people today, being at that level of depression versus being at that level where you said that you wouldn't get up, you wouldn't shower, you know, you wouldn't shave and all that. Can you just kind of hit that real quick? Well, basically, like you said, different levels of depression. And what had happened with me, I was in a severe, severe depression state that I just had no energy to do anything. I didn't want to be bothered. I didn't care how I looked. I didn't care what I smelled. Um, and I, I just wanted, I, I just basically just wanted to die, just a slow death. Now, there's other mild levels of depression where you will do things and be a little active, but still be depressed. But I was definitely on the on the 10 scale, on the other line of the scale. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. sitting down and t- somebody listening to me that it broke that day. And that's why I try to explain mm-hmm. to people, you know, sometimes words can make the difference. And sometimes people don't want advice or opinions. Sometimes they just want somebody to just listen to them. And when I was in that depression, I did try to reach out to people. But what happened was I could find nobody to talk to. So I kept sinking deeper and deeper. So did you have a church home or a family member or any friends that you could talk to or none of them wanted to listen? Again, I could not get in contact with nobody. I even tried to reach out to my church home. And what happened was when I tried to go talk to my pastor, I couldn't meet with him. That's a long story on itself. And I actually ended up staying outside overnight because my church home was not in Wilmington. So I had to travel by bus. So I had to stay out at the bus depot all night to go back home in Wilmington. So that didn't help. So it was a lot of those factors that I was reaching out that there was nobody that I could talk to. And I just kept sinking deeper and deeper until I met with um, Rita Langer, the Health and Human Services Director. And that's what turned me around. So that had to make you a bitter person, did it? Did it not? Because when you're depressed like that and you reach out to people and people don't understand and you can't contact people and all of that, it makes you bitter and you feel broken. Did, did you ever feel like that? When I was going through it, I did. But I never let go of the Lord's hand because I also knew that I was being taught certain things that I was going to be able to help other people. So by me going through that, it showed me what not to do to other people. Mm-hmm. So I did hold on to the Lord because I know eventually I was going to come out and when I met with um, Secretary Langer and I started writing the book, 
and I seen where it was going, I said, okay, Lord, I can help other people that go through the same thing that I went through. So, it, so what turned out to be almost a tragedy turned into a blessing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, you know, as they say, you you don't go through it for yourself; you go through it for other people. That is so correct. And I now now I understand that. That's why I'm speaking out now. But for years, you know, I I didn't speak out because I was embarrassed and all that. But I understand that now, so that's why I speak up now. Yeah, and sometimes the situations that you go through teach you. And not only strengthen you, but give you the strength to help others because you now know how to direct them or just be there for them to help them through their journey. So you go out and you, you speak to other people and let them know well, what you speak, have went through to help them? Well, I do speak to people. Um, I'm in the process. Of, I want to form a poetry discussion group uh, to teach mm-hmm. people how to write poetry and express themselves. I'm also, I'm also going to speak about my story to any organization. Uh, I'm starting a poetic ministry to show people how to use poetry um, as a witnessing tool to Christ. So everything that I've been blessed with, share with others. So, yeah, I have no problem going out speaking to share my story at any organization. Like I said, I definitely wanted to get the poetry discussion groups up, uh, different workshops on how to talk to people with depression. You know, I'm very excited what God is giving me to give back. And that's the key. Whatever even done for me, I want to give to others. And that's the way that's the for me and my ministry. Poetry is my ministry. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, do we have any callers that, that may have any questions for Charles or any of us? You are live. Okay. Go ahead, Charles, if you want to say a few more things. No, the only thing I want to say is I want to thank you so yeah. You're real low again. Uh, uh, you wanted to say what? You got real low again. Oh, sorry. Now, I just wanted to thank you for inviting me to the show and sharing uh, sharing time with sister and everything. I can't wait to hear her when she speaks. Um, you know, like I said, you know, my thing is just to help as many people as I can. And if this has helped somebody, then it's been a, then, you know, that's been my blessing. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for accepting and coming on the show and sharing. Greatly appreciate that. No problem. Anytime I can. <laughs> okay. Well, the next person that we have, y'all, y'all heard from before. So, um, but she's back for another time. Um, we get to hear updates on what what else she's added that um, has gone on since we last spoke with her on the show. So we have Miss Ramona back on. Um, I know that uh, she mentioned Blue the last time that she was on here. She was in the process of launching it, but she has since launched it in June. 
so she's going to share that. Um, and I know that she is working on a book, that she will have a book coming out. So we're going to go ahead and turn the rest of the show over to Ramona and let her just kind of, you know, continue from where she ended last time and just kind of bring us up to date of what has been going on with her since the last time she was on our show. So welcome back, Ramona. Thank you. Thank you. I am Ramona Johnson, and, of course, we talked about BLUE last time. Uh, BLUE stands for Believers Loving Upon Everyone. And, of course, God gave that to me on my sick bed. And what BLUE Ministry does, it provides compassion, love, guidance to those who are in a code BLUE status, meaning we help those who have had past hurts, pain, brokenness due to any type of loss. And what Blue Ministry wants to do is restore, resuscitate those that are in a 9-1 situation or those that are crying out. Because many times, as Charles was saying, you know, we get depressed. We get in those situations and we get down and out and we don't know where we can call, who we can call, because so many times we call certain people, they don't answer the phone or they don't understand and they don't want to help us. And so that's what Blue is about. You can always call Blue because the reason Blue exists in my life is because I've been there. I've been to the lowest of the low. I was sexually abused from age 5 to 12 years old by my biological brother. And as Charles said, he had abandonment issues. I was rejected. I had rejection issues. I had the feeling of being rejected because I felt like I wasn't loved. I felt like I wasn't loved, and it took me to commit suicide. I tried to commit suicide four times. I'm the baby of 11. But I had to fight to survive as a kid growing up. And so I felt like even though I had everything that I could possibly want, I felt like I was an outcast in my own family. And so it took me laying on a gurney after taking an overdose for my daddy to tell me that he loved me. Wow. And so I was in that 911 status, and I needed to be rescued, and I was crying out for help, but nobody knew. So that's where my book comes in. Welcome to the Masquerade Ball. Because all through my life I had to wear many masks. And all those different masks had different meanings. I had a mask for anger because I stayed so angry inside because of the way I was treated. I had a mask for when I was happy because I had to cover up the way I was feeling. And each one of those masks had different colors. Sometimes the mask had to be black because I felt so dark inside. Sometimes it would be bright colors because that's when I was happy. So that's what the masquerade ball is about. It's about my life story because I had to fight to survive, and it wasn't easy. And so the last few years I had to find out who Ramona was because I could hide real easy. Nobody knew I was dying inside. I dressed to impress, and people thought I had it going on, but I was dying on the inside. 
I mean, my daddy gave me everything I could have. I wore the best of clothes. I dressed real nice, and I looked real nice. So everybody thought I had it going on. I would smile. Hey, how you doing? And so I had the attitude to go with what I had on. But I was you know, let me stop you. Let me stop you right there for for a second. Said you dressed real nice. You had you know you had it going on. See, Mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of people miss some of the signs because they they see you you know you look good. You know you look like you have going on, but they don't realize that. Sometimes those people are hurting inside. Sometimes those people are depressed. You know, sometimes those people are about to give up, different things like that. Oh. And that's why people need to know the signs so that they can reach out and help people. Yeah, my own mama didn't know that I was feeling that way. My own mama, sisters, and brothers didn't even know I was feeling that way. I fought you know why? My because because I... we're good at covering stuff up. Yeah, and I was really good at it. Let me tell you, still good at it, but I don't cover it up no mm-hmm. more. I let you know just how I feel because I don't have to cover it up. I'm God's child. Right. I'm delivered, and anywhere I can take it to God, and God gonna work it out. So I don't have to cover it up. Right. Because I know that mm-hmm. God got my back. Because He tells me to cast all my cares upon Him, and now I know that I have a few people in my circle that I can call that I can tell my situation to. I don't have to stay in the situation I'm in. And then sometimes a couple of my friends know when there is something wrong. So, and Mm -hmm. then I can understand when Charles said he went to the church (laughs) and the pastor had been there time. I can understand that because I've Mm -hmm. been church hurt. I've been hurt down to the core. I would just sit and say church hurt. You know, when they say there's different levels of abuse, there's different levels of abuse. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The church hurt, it hurts worse than anything in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to, just a couple of years ago, I was not going to step foot back in the church. That's how hurt I was. I don't want to hear nothing mm-hmm. about a church. And I'm a minister, but I was hurt. I was wounded, and I was gone, and I was broken. But it took God to place somebody in my life to show me it don't have to be that way. Exactly. And so now mm-hmm. I'm healed, and I can really say that I'm healed. Now, that's not to say that you're not going to have any bad days, but you won't go back to where you were if you are delivered. Because will I ever try to commit suicide again? Oh, no. No, I will never try to commit suicide again. No, because that's not even in my vocabulary anymore. Amen. Amen. But yeah, so that's why God gave me blue because I like going into dark places. Because people that mm-hmm. are dark, they're one that need to help. So I want to be mm-hmm. that light that shines in dark places. I want to be that light that helps those people because they need it to most. Those are the people that are overlooked. See how David was overlooked? That's right. Because he worked in the field, he was overlooked. But when he, That's right. When they finally looked at him, see, he was that light. And so I want to be that light. And so that's why I don't mind getting down dirty. I don't mind going to feed the homeless. I don't mind going to those kind of places. Exactly. Because those are the ones that need it the, 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 the most. And that's who I, def- I am. 
I definitely appreciate what you are saying, especially about the church hurt. Um, yeah. I've run across that a lot, and I'm also a minister. So, you know, I try to learn from what's done to me not to do to others. Right. So, so I definitely follow you there. But let, let me ask you a quick question. Where do you see yourself going from here? I'm sorry? Where do you see yourself going from here? Where do I see myself going from here? Yes. Actually, <laughs> God is steady taking me places that <laughs> I want to get a building. Well, I'm getting a building. God is going to give it to me because he, he placed it in my heart where everybody can get what they need under one roof. Praise God. They can get everything they need under one roof. Those people that are homeless that need a place to go take a shower or to eat, they can come and get that with Blue Ministries. Those people that need counseling because I am a life coach, a transitional life coach now. I got oh, my certificate okay. to do that. Okay. Just in the last year, I got all of that because God was taking me that direction, and I'm going to go back to school to get <clears throat> Christian counseling too because I want to do that. Well, I want to get all of it because I don't want nobody saying anything because I am qualified and I'm called and I'm chosen. Because <laughs> I so, but anyway, I want everything under one roof. And Blue Ministries is not just for women. God told me it was for everybody. It's for men, women, children, whoever. So I'm a mentor, too. I mentor kids in urban. Okay. So I oh, want to okay. be able to touch everybody. I don't want to be able to discriminate nobody because mm-hmm. even the littlest need, need some kind of guidance and help. And so that's, and that's actually how Ramona and I met was through her um, work with with the youth group, mm-hmm. yeah, when we partnered up with their organization. And okay. that's how I met Ramona. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I've also did prison ministry. That's where God took me to first. Okay. He took me to prison ministry. When I first was called, then he took me to prison ministry. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, I ain't never been to no prison before. <laughs> he said, that's where I want you to go. So I had to go into the prison for six months. When okay. I was called to minister, I had to go into the prison for six months. So it's I I've been around. God has taken me everywhere. So I'm mm-hmm. proud of the experience that He has taken to me because He's taken me to a different level. Amen. Amen. So yeah. Well, they say you have to be ready in season and out of season, right? So when He says right. it's time for you to go, you you have to go. You have to do what He says. But you know right. what? It didn't feel good, though. It didn't feel good <laughs> because you, you mm-hmm. feel alone on an island by yourself when God is taking you somewhere. And so oh, you, yes, sometimes you, do. you don't know <laughs> because people, when you tell people, they don't understand. And you have to get mm-hmm. that one person that really understands that that's God pruning you mm-hmm. because sometimes you don't always understand. Because I, when I was first called, I didn't understand. I I thought something was going on with me. I thought I was going crazy, but I didn't know that it was God moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And when God tells right. you to do yeah. something, you have to do it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when he's stretching you, ooh, those growing, those, I don't say growing pains. I'm not sure what I should say pains, but, ooh, sometimes it's like, wow. 
it's very all, I, all I could say was, okay, God. Yes, it can be. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. But if you didn't have pain, you wouldn't make it to where you need to be. Because you got to go through something to get to where you're going. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very true. Let me tell you something. When God told me to sit down a few months ago and said to me, you know, I didn't sit down because even though I was doing a good deed, I, I was doing a good deed, it wasn't what God wanted me to do because I was working everybody's ministries but my own. And so he told, he sent a, a person to tell me to sit down. I didn't sit down. I kept on going the first time I failed. And so she said, I told you God to sit down. She said, you better sit down. I'm like, okay. I sit down for a couple of days, and I didn't quite sit down. So I'm driving. I have a wreck. My car is total. So my car is still total. I still don't have a car. And that was in August. Then a few months later, then I'm on Dart Handy Ride, and I get hit from behind riding on Dart Handy Ride. I, was, I wasn't obedient to what God was telling me. He wanted me to sit down and work on what he wanted me to work on. He wanted me to work on my ministry and not everybody else's. I was disobedient. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sit still so I could hear what God was trying to do with me and tell me where he wanted me to go. And so sometimes he has a way of getting our attention. Yep. Mm-hmm. They say the Lord chastises those he loves. Yes. And so I've experienced it all, and it didn't feel good. But then I understood. It took me months to understand because I went through that spell. Why? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? And I cried many a night, cried myself to sleep. But now I can say I made it and I understood what he was trying to tell me. But I had to listen to him. I had to get alone and just listen to him because I was too busy. And sometimes you get too busy, you hear too many things, and he just wants you to hear his voice. You got to get quiet so you can hear him. If you're real busy, you can't hear nothing. That's right. You just get quiet. That is so true. That is so true. It is. So he had to get me to that point because I'm the type of person, if you need me, here I come running. I didn't consult God, and that was another thing I had to learn. Just because it was something good does not mean that it was good for me that God wanted me to do. So I had to start learning how to consult God before I walk. And so I was doing stuff for other ministries, volunteering here, volunteering there, spreading myself all around, but I wasn't consulting God. I've been there as well. Doing doing good deeds for everybody, spreading mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. Exactly. Been there. Amen. You're so right. Sometimes we'll get wrapped up in other people's ministries that we neglect what God calls us to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. people know your talent. People know what you're capable of, and they'll ask you, can you, will you, I need you. And you you constantly saying, yes, 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 yes. You know, mm-hmm. you're being pulled to and fro. And I actually had one of the ministers at our church. She was in the dance ministry with me. And she kept saying, Stephanie, you got to learn to say no. Stephanie, you mm-hmm. got to learn to say no. You constantly on the move. You constantly, you got to learn to say no. 
you know, and, you know, some of the people was like, well, well how do I tell this person up? Well, how do I tell that person up? Well, Pastor so-and-so kind of me. You expect me to tell them no? <laughs> you know, and basically there's a way to, you have to say no or you can't do something, but you still know there's a way that you can do it, you know? You may not always be totally available. And there were times where I really wasn't totally available, but I made myself available when I was asked because I felt obligated, you know, when they asked me, can you do this or can you do that? I felt obligated, so, you know, of And course, that's why we have to consult God. Yes, you absolutely right. That's one reason mm-hmm. why we have to consult God, because it will make us feel guilty if we don't do. Yes. When they ask yep. us. But you know what? And then some people I, want to I use us for our gifts. Yes, 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 yes. A lot of times yes, that's what they want to they they use, use for what we, what we can do for them. Because they see something mm-hmm. inside of us, so they want to use it, and then they'll take the glory for it. Mhm. I remember one time, I uh, mm-hmm. this lady had asked me to preach, and so she asked me, "What was I going to preach about?" This, that, and the other. I get to church, then she gets up there. How about she's talking my sermon before I get up there and preach and say, "God told me to say this." Oh wow! And then she wow. tells me to get up there and preach, and I said, "Well, you already done preached it now." I was so mad. But then when I got up there, God wow. gave me a different way to go. Praise God for that. Mm-hmm. Amen. But he knows, but we just got to trust him to direct our path. That's right. Ask him to guide us mm-hmm. and lead us. And we can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. And we just let God lead us and guide us. We can't go wrong. Now, he knows that sometimes we're going to fall off track, we're going to go another path, but we can still get back up and get back on that path. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, let me take a moment to ask um, any of the callers that we have on the line, do you have any questions for any of us? Don't be afraid to speak up. I have unmuted everybody that's um, on the line, so everybody is live. Okay, anytime you 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 know you want to speak up and ask a question, feel free to ask questions. Okay, Charles Ramona, did y'all have something else? You know, I wanted to add that depression is real, and most yes, people is. think that. A lot of people, especially us blacks, we try to push depression up under the rug and hide it because that's what we've been taught to do. Mm-hmm. But depression is real. And we know somebody that's depressed, or if we even think that they're depressed, we need to try to talk to them or get them some help. Because depression will make you sick. Amen. Depression will have you think you're dying. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've had a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. I've been hospitalized for depression. But I didn't want to live. I was that depressed. I didn't like myself. I didn't feel love. I felt like I didn't have nothing to live for. And if I was dead, nobody would care if I was dead. They wouldn't miss me. 
And so people take that and run with it because they think, oh, you're just going through something. No, you don't really know how I feel. Mm-hmm. So people take it lightly when people say they're depressed or, well, I don't want to live anymore. We can't take that lightly these days because there's a lot of people out there that are committing suicide. Amen. And there's a lot of people Amen. out there trying to make the police kill them That's because right. they don't That's want right. to live, and they're trying to make other people kill them because they don't want to live. That's right. That's right. I definitely relate to that. That's for sure. Mhm. Mhm. You know, so and just the, like you said, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, I just gonna say, just like you said, especially in the black community, because we're mm-hmm. raised, like you said, we're supposed to be strong, and you know, you don't cry, especially men. You know, tell men, it's no shame in crying. You know, mm-hmm. get it out, get it out. You know, because like you said, I have tried to um, do suicide. You know, just got fed up. And I explained to somebody, because I know a lot of times people say suicide it is a selfish act. I said, you don't understand what that person's pain is. He, he, a person can only take so much, and that's why they reach out. And I, t- and I also tell people, don't say you'll always be there for them unless you absolutely mean it. Amen. Be- because if they call mm-hmm. you, and you're not there for them, it could take them over the edge. Yeah, that's right. Much more damage that you realize. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. But people will say that they'll be there for you, but they're they're not really actually be there because when you call them, oh, they're busy. They're too busy to talk to you. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. You know, yeah, I have people right yeah. now that when I'm going through things, I will not call them now because I have been told before, oh, I'm here for you and all that. And no, they're not. They they have shown time and time again. They were not. You know, mm-hmm. if, when you go through those trials and tribulations, you find out who's really there for you. And who's not there for you. And sometimes, sometimes it's like a slap in the face, a punch in the stomach. Absolutely. You know, you better not stay Absolutely. down too long. My old pastor hmm. used to tell me sickness is a good teacher, and that is so hmm. true. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, one one time I was um, cause I deal I dealt with homelessness. As a matter of fact, I just got my apartment last week. But praise God years, and congratulations. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you both. Well, a few years ago. I had went through it, and I was sitting, and I wrote a poem, and I just told the Lord, I said, I, I just, I, I want to die. I'm tired. I said, dogs have places to stay, you know, and in a nutshell, the Lord spoke to my spirit, and I wrote it in a poem. He says, he kept telling me, peace, be still, and he said, with the times that you want to take your life, my angels are there. And he he said, the things I'm teaching you, you're not going to learn in a seminar. He said, said, I will send my people to you, and you'll recognize their voice. He said, you will live Matthew 25. And that's when I I started my ministry not long from that, Redeeming Christ. And Stephanie knows I was an advocate for the homeless back in Delaware. 
and um, mm-hmm. you know, and if somebody was hurting, I was there, you know. And I mm-hmm. told people, I said, look, our organization is not nine to five; we're twenty four seven, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did, you know. So yeah, I, you know, I know about that pain because I went through it, and I tried to show the love of God. To see, here's what I got to say this, and then I'm gonna shut up. People don't realize the love of God is also a sexual, sacrificial love. You do have to sacrifice yourself sometimes. Yeah, you like, do. God, like Christ sacrificed his life. You know, it, it's a sacrificial love. But God honors that. And he honors that mightily. And I applaud you for what you do. Yeah, it costs to follow Christ. That's yes, right. They did. And but you know, um, also, yes, it is definitely. Yes, it is definitely. And you know, um, just like you were saying earlier, Ramona, about um, you know, sometimes you can you can dress good, you can look good, but they don't know what you're going through. You know, what a lot of people don't realize is that people that are out there doing certain things come under certain attacks. You know, That's right. even though we're out doing these certain things, we have to prepare for certain things, too, because we come under attack. You That's know? right. And I, I won't go into details, but 2016, I was ready for 2016 to go because I came up under so many attacks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there you did. Mm. I will put this out there. Um, here I am speaking about abuse, doing a radio show about abuse, out talking to people about abuse, talking to kids about abuse and all this. And there you were going and, doing abuse at the same time. Mm-hmm. And ended, ended, up, ended up going through it again, not oh, knowing my. that that was going to happen. You know, but well, look at you and now. when it happened, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but things happen. Things happen. Yeah. And yeah. when it happened, I actually I got a chance to I got a chance to speak with um, one of the girls at one of the schools that we were we were um, we were speaking at, and we had a situation where one of the kids ran a ran a classroom, and we've mentioned this before on the show, but you know I didn't tell my side. You know, because uh, I I hadn't opened up a whole lot, and I'm I'm opening up even more and more. But one of the things when when we talked, you know, and I told her, I said, well, I will share with you. I'm going through some things now um, in a relationship that I have to get out of. You know, I didn't know it was going to turn this way. Um, but you know, I shared with her a couple of things, and she said, well, well, how are you going to get out of that? How how are you going to make that change? I said, God got me. I said, you mm-hmm. must believe that things are going to change. I said, because here I am, I'm, I'm speaking about it, and then I ended up having to deal with it again. Oh no, uh, uh-uh. yeah. I said, so God will do it, won't He? No, I will. will. Yes, yes. And she was just like, wow. She said, I would have never thought. Just looking at you, I would never thought. Okay, well, you mm-hmm. can't just look at a person all the time and tell what a person's going through. Because I right. tell you, I know how to cover it up. I can, I can, Me too. I can be depressed, and I can get up. I know how to get myself up. Depends on what level I'm, I'm on. 
I can get up and go speak. I can get up and go be at church or be in an event and you not know that I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us know how to cover things up. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. I actually will. So a lot of times you have that. to really know the signs. Yeah. But yep. if you, sometimes yep. if you don't really know the signs, you won't catch yep. that in certain people. You have That's to right. really know the signs. That's right. That that's why I wrote a couple of poems about that. One of them was called "Smiling and Crying." You know, I'm smiling mm-hmm. on the outside, but I'm crying on the inside. That's it. Because mm-hmm. so many times we do that. We're so broken. We're so damaged. We're so we've been through so much, but then we just got a big mm-hmm. old smile on the outside. But nobody really knows what we're going through, what we've been mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. That's right. They mm-hmm. just see what we're looking at on the outside, the mask that we're wearing. That's right. right. But we can still go out there and do what we're called to do. We can yes. go out there and speak and do whatever we're, we're called to do, and people don't know that you may be broken. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because we can Mr. Monica, you want to add anything? Because I heard you on the phone. Minister Monica? Amen. Praise God. I'm enjoying y'all. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> add something to it. And she has a ministry called Broken Pieces. She has a testimony, a real testimony. And um, she spoke at one of my things called the Masquerade Ball. But she is Mm. one of my, she is the person that holds me up when I'm down. Praise God. She is a good support system Mm -hmm. for me. And that's one of the persons Mm -hmm. that knows when I'm feeling down and keep me from falling. So we kind of hold amen. each other up. Amen. 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 I, I, I can support system. She's been on here from the beginning. Oh, has she? <laughs> amen. <laughs> yes, she has. Amen. Because, yes. you know, I'm, I, I'm watching the switchboard. Yes. <laughs> amen. Uh, y'all, y'all have been wonderful, praise God. I can identify with depression. And I went through it myself mm-hmm. with my husband of many years, walked out the door for no reason, with no mm. no signs, just went to work one day and decided he didn't want to be my husband anymore. And I tell mm. you, it destroyed my wow. life, and I went into a deep depression. Mm. And I was like the gentleman there, Charles, I didn't bathe, I didn't, I didn't fix my hair, I didn't put on makeup, I didn't do mm-hmm. anything. All I wanted to do was die. Because I felt yep. like, well, if he can't love me, I can't be loved. Oh, but yep. God is a restorer. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God yes, will he is. for mm-hmm. you. So the people that's out there listening yes, to is. all of these things that we have talked about, how we've been down and how we've been abused and how we've been hurt, there's two words that I want to leave with you. But God. But God. Lord, yes. yes. But Lord. Yes. But God. Yes. That's the only thing that can let us make it through. But God. That's right. That's all. Mm-hmm. He is a deliverer. He's a healer. He's all that we need. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. He said we're never alone. He's always there. That's right. Man. Does anybody else have any questions? Any other callers? Okay. 
Everybody's quiet today. <laughs> yeah, they've been pretty quiet today. I guess they said we said a whole lot today. <laughs> Amen. They take it all in and taking notes, good notes. Right. They take it in. Right. Y'all on a, y'all on a touchy subject, you know. Y'all on a subject that mm-hmm. tells in the black community, as y'all stated before. You, you know, mm-hmm. y'all, yeah, y'all you on just a subject that's so mouth. many of our people out there. You're right. That's wearing masks. They wearing masks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They looking good yeah. every day. They combing mm-hmm. their hair. I did that too. Yep. Look good every yep. day and be mm-hmm. dying on the inside. So it's mm-hmm. a touchy that's subject. Right. But mm-hmm. I guarantee you that if somebody out there that's mm-hmm. listening to this word and it's gonna be blessed, praise God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Whether they listening to it right now or whether they will listen to it in the future, because people go back and listen, you know, to mm-hmm. our to our episode. So and it's gonna be a Amen. blessing. You know, I, I remember uh, the last time that I had went into the hospital for depression, and I had a pastor there that was praying for me every day, because I couldn't mm. pray for myself. I, I didn't yeah. want to pray. Didn't want to hear nothing about praying. Yeah. But yeah. he prayed yeah. for me every day. But that one day, because this, the nurse, she thought I would never snap out of it, and the doctors thought that. But then one day I snapped out of it, and then when my, I snapped out of it, my pastor said, I didn't think you would ever snap out of it. He said, I was really worried. But it was the prayers that kept me. And so That's we came right. out, mm-hmm. the Kirk Carr song was playing. I almost let go. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> and I will never forget this song because <laughs> I mm. felt like I couldn't take life anymore. Mm-hmm. But Jesus. Mm-hmm. Came and grabbed me. <laughs> Amen. And he <laughs> held me close. <laughs> yes, sir. And I mm-hmm. did let go. <laughs> Amen. So Amen. I thank God. Thank God. I, I, I didn't let go, and I praised him. Because <laughs> he didn't let go. He That's right. He held me right. so close. And he'll hold anybody close that want to be held. But you got to oh, yes, want to be held. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he's a keeper. Yeah, but you got to warn him. You got to let oh, him yeah. in. He said, That's I said right. that they'll knock it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, guys, we only we have two, we only have two minutes left, so I do want to um, touch our fundraisers real quick. Um, we currently have several fundraisers that we are survivors would love for each and every one to support us on. We have our Cobra's Plus Rewards card. If you currently have a Cobra Plus Rewards card or if you will go and get a Cobra Plus Rewards card and log into Cobra.com and um, register it and then click on We Are Survivors and or start typing in, it will come up and um, connect to us each quarter according to how much According to how much you spend, um, we will get a donation. We also have the Compass Bank um, reward, whereas if you connect your, your account to us, according to how much you use each month, they will send us um, a donation. And then we also do the Tom Thumb reward. And if you, when you connect that card by going to TomThumb.com, um, each quarter they will give us a donation. So if you need assistance with any of those, or all of those, you can give me a call or text at 817-320-2571. We want to thank Ramona Johnson, and we want to thank Charles Johnson um, 
for joining us on the show, and they are not related, even though they both have the same website. <laughs> we want to thank them for taking time out to come on the show um, and share with us. Um, I really enjoyed you both for coming and, and, and sharing time with us, and I look forward to having y'all back on the show in the near you're future. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. Yes, thank you. Anytime. I enjoyed it. Me too, immensely. <laughs> And everybody, um, if you are going through the depression or any of the uh, any type of abuse, reach out. You know, whether it's whether it's to us or anybody else, reach out. Don't you don't have to go through it alone. Everybody That's have right. a wonderful evening. Good night, everybody. You too. Good night. Amen. Good night. Amen. Staples knows that when your spreadsheets no longer spread, it's time. When your presentations are not presentable, it's time. And when tensions in the office are high... No, tensions are very, very high. It's definitely time. And it's times like these when pros turn to Staples. Staples has a full range of tech services to help your business with everything from data recovery to virus protection. And right now, get $50 off PC diagnostic and repair service so your business won't miss a beat. Staples, it's pro time. Ends 527. Service does not include parts. It's Memorial Day. It's time to get out of town and get on the water. This summer, gear up for the fish, the food, and the family. Cabela's Memorial Day Sale. Family events, amazing deals. Your one stop before the campfire. Save $200 on Champion Patriot Generators. $100 on Select Kayaks. And get Cabela's Adult and Youth Deluxe Flotation Vests for just $9.99. Plus, come in and celebrate our hometown heroes event. See store for details. Shop in-store and online at cabelas.com. I'm going to smack down my competition. I'm ready to take a big bite out of competition. It's Big Chef, Little Chef, Showdown, plus Hot Dogs, Poundgate, and my barbecued Sammy. Next, Rachel. Rachel Ray, today at 1 on NBC5. We all rise for work, family, passion. NBC5 rises for you. The largest news team connecting you with Texas. NBC5 today, weekday mornings, starting at 4.30. I'm going to smack down my competition. I'm ready to take a big bite out of competition. It's Big Chef, Little Chef, Showdown, plus Hot Dogs, Poundgate, and my barbecued Sammy. Next, Rachel. Rachel Ray, today at 1 on NBC5. We all rise for work, family, passion. NBC5 rises for you. The largest news team connecting you with Texas. NBC5 today, weekday mornings, starting at 430